welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. If you're struggling in your marriage, or maybe you're wondering if it's even salvageable, before you give up, or before you let things get too hard, let us come alongside you and help you solidify your marriage. We offer biblical encouragement and insight to help you strengthen your marriage. Welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. We're Doug and Leslie Davis, and today we're going to be looking at biblical submission. Okay, I know your ears just shut off just because you heard the word submission, and I want you to come back to us because this is a really important episode. It is part two of a two-part series. Last week we talked about biblical leadership Mm-hmm. And today we're talking about biblical submission. Mm-hmm. And like, for instance, when you talk about a husband and a wife, when you talk about a husband, it infers the wife. When you talk mm-hmm. about a wife, it infers the husband. Mm-hmm. The same is true with leadership and submission. Right. One implies the other. So you can't talk about submission without leadership and you can't talk about leadership without submission. So that's the two-part series. So mm-hmm. today we're going to give you three things that if you focus on these three things, you are going to have a clear understanding of what biblical submission looks like in your marriage mm-hmm. because it is it, it will point you towards, one, God's word, and two, it will bring out God's heart for your marriage, and three, it will turn your heart towards the heart of your husband. Right, and you know we, we talked last episode about how... Um, these two things go hand in glove. They really do. And and you need to focus on the part that, that God's asking you to do. And men, we want you to make sure that you're being trustworthy. But also, men, you need to understand what submission is supposed to look like for you. Um, because we've all been called to it. One of the things that really is, is an exciting thing is to understand that God says he's going to bless all of us when we submit to one another. Not just submit to him. You know, you might be thinking, well, Doug, I know that I'm supposed to submit to God. But in Ephesians, chapter 5 where people always talk about submission but they leave out this verse verse 21 says submit yourselves to one another and it's talking about all Christians submitting themselves to one another and then it goes into husbands and wives so husbands and wives submit yourself to one another is going to be a really important thing to really understand these principles we're looking at today. I think that really speaks to the equality that the Lord wants to have in a marriage, mm-hmm. not equal roles. We no. don't have equal roles as a husband and wife, but we do have equal what's the word? Influence, importance, Equity. value. Uh, yeah, <laughs> value, right. Um, all the you things, know, all of right? those things because the influence is equal, the importance is equal, the value is equal. Mm-hmm. We're very different. We do things differently. We've we been called to different things, different yeah. roles. But one of the things that's going to be really important for the understanding of today's episode, men and women, God says, submit yourself to one another. Mm-hmm. Where? Ephesians 5.21, so go look at it, listen to God's word, submit yourselves to one another. Now we can understand, as we look at these three things we're going to look at today, each of us needing to understand the importance of what it looks like to submit to one another will give us a better understanding of how it is that the biblical leadership and biblical submission work together. Mm-hmm. I think the first two things that we're going to talk about can really apply both to the husband and the wife. And then the third thing, the positioning, um, that's where it gets a little bit different because mm-hmm. the, the husband is, is needing to position himself as the leader right. by being trustworthy, by being a trustworthy leader. And um, I, I 
I don't remember where I heard the term that, that I'm going to share with you um, later on when we're talking about positioning yourself. I don't remember where I heard it. I cannot take credit for it, but I absolutely love it. And so we'll, so we'll get to that. The first, the first one, um, it's a concept. It's really a right. concept, but these are the three concepts that if you pay close attention to, it will help solidify your marriage in the realm of leadership and, and submission. And give you a better understanding of what biblical submission looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the first one is prayer. And I say it like this. The first one is prayer. Duh. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> because it's really, really important. And one of the things that I want to challenge you to do is to learn how to pray scripture, not just for you or your marriage, but specifically for your husband, because it's going to strengthen not only your relationship, but it's going to strengthen your heart to, towards your husband. Because um, you can't pray for somebody and it not change your heart. Right. I mean, how many times do we see uh, David in the, in the Psalms crying out to God and as he's crying out about his circumstance or about his the person, heart his heart changes, changes before yeah. the end of the psalm. And so when we cry out to God, God changes our hearts. Absolutely. Okay, so the first scripture that we're going we're gonna to start with is Paul's prayer for spiritual maturity. And this is a prayer that I want you to kind of implement for both you and your husband. Because we can all probably use more spiritual maturity, right. right? So this is Ephesians chapter three, verses 14 through 19. And here's what it says. For this reason, I kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through, the, through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all of the saints that what is the length, the width, the height, and the depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And if you begin to pray that prayer for both you and your husband, the Lord is going to start showing you what those things look like. What does it look like to understand, even though it's incomprehensible, mm -hmm. the depth and the breadth of God's love? Right. You know, and, and what is it going to look like? And what does it mean in your spiritual walk to understand the fullness of God. Mm -hmm. And so as you pray scripture, you know, that was an, an incredible example because it gives you some specific things that you're praying, not only for your spouse, but also for yourself. Mm -hmm. and Doug and I want to break in right here in the middle of this episode and tell you about a very special free resource that we've created for you. We know that most couples don't know how to begin a journey to spiritual intimacy. Some couples are just trying to stay on the journey to physical intimacy. Praying together is one of the most rewarding disciplines of spiritual intimacy. It's the cornerstone and can deepen your love for your spouse and your commitment to your marriage. And that strengthens emotional and physical intimacy. It's also one of the hardest to actually be disciplined at. You know, things come up, excuses bear weight, time gets away from us. That's why we developed this brief guide to praying with your spouse. 
It includes how to overcome common barriers and seven things to consider. Just as there are many reasons why it's difficult to pray together, there are equally as many ways to push through the barriers and incorporate a habit that will draw the two of you close to God and closer to each other. We know firsthand and we're living proof that spiritual intimacy can be developed by praying with each other. To get this free guide called Praying With Your Spouse, A Brief Guide, just follow the link below. And now back to our show. And, and you know, earlier I mentioned, uh, you know, the reminder in Ephesians 5.21 that we're to, to be, you know, submitting to one another. We can pray that for ourselves okay. and our spouse. We can pray, you know, God saying outdo one another in giving honor for ourselves and our spouse. Okay. And in the process of prayer, what we get to see is that not only will God answer those prayers and build up and encourage and strengthen your spouse to do their part, but God will allow you to have a, a, a an humility that, that may not otherwise exist. And we know that God honors that kind of humility in an amazing way. He resists the proud. But my goodness, when we humble ourselves, here's what we get to see. All of a sudden, men, um, when you come to God in prayer, praying not only for yourself, but for your spouse with an attitude of, of that kind of humility, you're able to be the kind of leader that God wants you to be. You're able to be trustworthy. We talked about trustworthiness as being such an important thing last week. Um, and, and then also you get to see the the kind of submission that's biblical submission start to be instituted in your life when you're praying God's word for both you and your spouse. Absolutely. Another good set of scriptures to pray for both you and your spouse is John 15, 4 and 5. Mm -hmm. it's, it says, and these are um, Jesus' words, remain in me and I in you just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. Mm -hmm. So if we pray that both ourselves and our spouse remain in Christ and walking with Christ, that is, uh, uh, that's going to strengthen your relationship, strengthen your relationship with Christ, mm -hmm. strengthen your relationship with your husband, and it will, will be fruit bearing, right? So, okay, the second thing, the first thing was prayer, and we talked about praying uh, scripture for our spouse and for ourselves. But the second one is posture yourself. And Doug has already, already hit this. And just so kind of hinted at it. Just kind of hinted at it. But yes, he has, he has already mentioned it to you. And that is a posture of humility. Because when we enter into a relationship with a posture of humility, we can be sure that the Lord will not himself humble us. And because that's a scary thing. When the Lord humbles right. you, it, it's a sometimes right. a, sometimes <laughs> not pleasant. And all of us are called to humble ourselves before the Lord. When Absolutely. we don't, God loves you so much that when you don't humble yourself before the Lord, he will humble you in, in his perfect timing. But when you humble yourself, there's some benefits that God shows us that not only will affect you uh, individually, but it will affect your marriage in a very profound way. Absolutely. The first one is out of Psalms 25, 19. And it says, he, as in the Lord or God, leads the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. So if you humble yourself, if your posture is one of humility, then you can be absolutely sure 
that the Lord is going to lead you in what is right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can't guess what is right. We don't know what is right on ourselves, but we can absolutely be sure that the Lord will lead you in what is right because his word says so and he promises that. There's a lot of times we have no idea what's the best course of action, but there's never been a time in your marriage where God didn't know what was the best course of action ever. And he'll lead you when you humble yourself before him. The other verse on posturing yourself with humility is out of Proverbs 29, and that is verse 23. It says, a person's pride will humble him, but a humble spirit will gain honor. Mm -hmm. So ladies, if you want to have honor in your marriage, and and husbands too, if you want to have honor in your marriage, come into that relationship with a humble heart, humbling yourself first before the Lord, and then next to your spouse Mm -hmm. and so okay so the first one is prayer the second one is posture yourself with humility Mm -hmm. and the last one is position yourself Mm -hmm. so we have prayer posture yourself and position yourself and of course the first one is under the guidance of the lord just recently um the lord has really brought i mean this has been like my Uh, my life verse for the last probably month or month and a half. I've just really been coming up in things and I've just really been focused on studying it. And that is Psalm 16, eight. And this is what it says. This was date. This is David speaking. I always let the Lord guide me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. And it is an amazing testimony of David having humbled himself before the Lord and always putting the Lord in front of him. Like he's always focused on the Lord and following the Lord. He knows that he is not going to have to be shaken. Some versions say, I will not be moved. And I just kind of imagine that when your faith is questioned, when you're questioning yourself, um, that's when you can say, okay, no, I have put the Lord in front of me. I have positioned the Lord in front of me. I don't have to be moved. I don't have to doubt anything. I will not be shaken. And I just love that verse. I just love that verse. (laughs) But the second one, the second point under position yourself, ladies, this one is for you, okay? Position yourself behind your husband. This is the this is the entity of what submission looks like in a marriage. When you position yourself, not under, Mm-mm. right? It's not like you're a doormat. Nope. It's behind. Position yourself behind your husband. And the verse that is that supports this is Ephesians 5:24. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives are to submit to their husbands in everything. Hmm. And we don't necessarily like that whole everything word right there because that's frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. In everything. But let me tell you, husbands, if you are trustworthily leading your mm-hmm. wives, your wives are going to be able to say, okay, I can trust your leadership. Right. And it's, it's funny because a lot of times the verses that come up on leadership and, um, um, submission are the ones out of Genesis about wives, your heart, your hearts will be to take over your husband. I, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't quote that verse because I try to repress it out of my memory, <laughs> but, but it also says that husbands will Lord over you. And I think that that's the part, like when we study that verse, like that's the part that doesn't get taught because in the fall, 
both men and women were cursed. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just the women who right. will be after the position of their husbands, but our husbands, our husbands have to fight in their flesh to lord over us. And I think that that is so important, wives, for us to understand that it's a fight for them too. And when we position ourselves behind them, when they are attempting to be trustworthy, mm -hmm. right. that is going to help them be able to fight in their flesh the desire to lord over us. Right. Not, not beneath, not, not less than, mm -mm. but just behind. And, and men, when, when your wife positions herself behind you, that does mean you're going to take the arrows. They're not going to hit her. They're going to hit you. No, what's that mean? You're going to be responsible. And, yeah. and the thing is, being able to, to follow doesn't mean that, that somebody tells you what to do and they treat you somehow like a servant. That's not it at all. It is, come along, we're going to do this together. Mm -hmm. um, it's just being able to understand that when your wife says, I'm going to position myself right here, right with you, right behind you, um, that's an incredible thing. When you think about this rightly, Ephesians chapter 5, which can be so controversial, um, don't read the verse. Don't forget to read the verses that are first. It'll tell you the whole thing is this is what it looks like to love God the right way. The whole thing's about honor and about loving God the right way. We get focused just on the husband wife uh, commands instead of understanding the fullness of what it's about. But guess what else is right there if we really look at it? Ephesians chapter 5 truly is a part of the Bible that's about sacrificial love, whether it's through trustworthy leadership. Mm -hmm. Or biblical submission, mm -hmm. it's trust. It's it's a, a sacrificial love that is given to your spouse as a gift. Men, you can think of your spouse first, like you should, in a way that if there's something selfish you want to do, you set the selfish thing aside. You truly think of your spouse first, and you sacrificially love her in such a way that it's demonstrated over and over again through trustworthy leadership. And likewise, ladies, you have the opportunity, if there's ever something selfish you want to do, to set it aside too. Sacrificially love in such a way that through biblical submission, we get to see what that hand-in-glove thing that we were talking about earlier looks like. Remember, verse 21 in that chapter says we're to submit to one another. Mm -hmm. And what's that look like? It looks like what Leslie's been describing. Mm -hmm. I think... Early on, and I don't, there again, I don't remember who said this to me, but um, it was a mentor. And when she said submission is a gift, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that um, that really changed the power dynamic because that put it in my control to give that gift of submission. And so, and I know sometimes, ladies, you might be in a really hard spot because your husband is lording over you. Which is not okay. Is not okay, right? And I would say when, when that's the case, bump that back up to prayer and just commit that to prayer and follow the leading of the Lord in that because mm -hmm. the Lord is working in ways in those right. situations w that we don't even understand. We don't see mm -hmm. um, a lot of times it's behind the scenes, but you can absolutely doubt that there's, or absolutely understand that there are power in prayer as long as you don't doubt. Right. And, and men, likewise, um, if you are truly seeking after the Lord and you're doing everything you can for trustworthy biblical leadership and you're not seeing your wife come along with you mm -hmm. yet, Pray for her. Continue mm -hmm. to pray. Um, both of you, husband and wife, you are responsible for what God's called you to do. So as you submit to one another, you're responsible for, 
your submission uh, in that scenario, men and women. Uh, trustworthy leadership is something that you as a man are called to do, whether your wife is saying, I'm going to follow that right now or not. Uh, biblical submission to do the right things, not to be lorded over, to do the right things is something God's given you to be able to give as a gift, ladies. And again, when you're not seeing your spouse do their part, pray for them, yeah. lift them up, encourage them, um, and, and continue to make sure that you don't do um, if you, you know, the, if you don't do something for me, I'm not going to do my part. God wants to grow you into a position where you can honor him by the way you love your spouse. Absolutely. I, a, a concluding statement that I wrote down was this. And so I, I want you to hear this ladies. This is for the ladies. Okay. And it's, it's, um, let your husband have the responsibility of the position that God gave him. Mm-hmm. Now, let me say that again, ladies. Let your husbands have the responsibility of the position that God gave them. Don't take that responsibility. Don't pick up that bag, right? Because that's a heavy bag that you don't want to. Mm -hmm. That's a bag that God gave your husband to carry and equipped him to carry, right? Then encourage him to succeed. Encourage him to succeed. Encourage him to succeed. Mm -hmm. Pick him up when he doesn't and encourage him to succeed some more. Right. I think, I, I think... I think one of the hardest things for a husband, and I don't know this, I've never been a husband, so I don't know this for sure. This is completely speculation. But I think one of the hardest things for a husband is when he comes to that realization that that responsibility is his and he just might fail. Mm-hmm. And that's got to be a scary, scary position to be in. But ladies, you have so much influence at that point because that's where you come along and in your gifts that God has given you because he picked out you for your husband. That is where he equipped, where God equipped you to support your husband and encourage your husband in the places where he can succeed. Right. Because it is a responsibility. It's a blessing, but it's a responsibility to lead the way God's called us to lead. It's a, it's a blessing but it's also a responsibility for us to recognize that God's called us to humble ourselves and to submit to one another, yeah. to do things the right way as we look to how we're supposed to interact with our spouse. And I just want to remind you again as we get ready to close, the uh, Ephesians chapter 5 is a book that is clearly about sacrificial love that can be given by a husband to his wife, sacrificial love that can be given by a wife to her husband, how we have equal importance, even though there's different looks to some of the things we've been called to do, equal value in it all, and the blessing to help each other be successful in what we've been called to do. So men, give what God's called you to give as a gift to your wife. Ladies, give what God's called you to give as a gift to your husband. And what you'll see is, again, uh, God will take the humble heart, the praying person who positions themselves the way that God has called them to position themselves and bless them beyond what you can imagine that he would bless them. Yep, I couldn't have said it any better myself. This <laughs> is the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. We're Doug and Leslie Davis, and we want to encourage you to seek the Lord as he continues to solidify your marriage.